GDP numbers that were released yesterday, the worst since 2009, uh, just after that global financial crisis. But uh, was it really a surprise, though? Not really. You know, we've certainly seen um, all the pointers towards this. Um, So the growth number of 0.3% for 2016, it was lower than Treasury's forecast of 0.5% and Reserve Bank's forecast of 0.4%. But, um, yes, you know, looking back on 2016, we had two quarters of negative growth. um, But because they were not consecutive, technically we were not in a recession in 2016, even though it certainly feels like like we were. But um, when we look at some of the detail in the numbers that output was definitely weighed down by a slump in commodity prices, um, you know, sort of starting out in, in 2016. Um, we certainly saw the continuation of the worst drought since records began um, more than a century ago, and we had a weak demand for the country's exports last year. So, so really quite a, quite a weak global picture. Also, the mining industry contracted by about 12%, and, and um, the manufacturing by 3.1%, and agriculture also contracted contracted somewhat, and that was the eighth consecutive quarter of decline for agriculture. But that was the bottom. Things are already looking better. Um, we've certainly seen uh, PMIs, those purchasing managers in their seas have been strong so far this year. It was above 50 both in January and February, so it's certainly indicating expansion in the manufacturing um, industry. And PMIs globally are also rising, so global growth is definitely looking better, which will support commodity prices to some extent. Um, we we must just be careful that we don't, uh, you know, we often run the risk of scoring an own goal by, by not being able to fully participate in upturns in the commodity prices due to domestic constraints. You know, we still have some logistical and infrastructure challenges to, to just get the commodities out of the country. And, and there's certainly been a lack of investment into the industry. And um, we spoke about that yesterday as well. But I think some of the other features um, for me was indicating yesterday that the strong RAND was part of what hurt the mind and the export sector, but on the other side of the coin, it benefited the retail sector. Also interesting there was that government's contribution to to GDP was actually quite muted, which <laughs> which is a, which is a good sign because it most, mostly relates to the public sector wage bill. So it seems as though that tightening of the belt at government level um, is starting to have some positive effect. What we would really like to see is government um, have a strong contribution in terms of um, growth fixed capital formation, so fixed investments being by government, and and then we won't mind a higher growth number coming from from the government sector. But you know, it's, it's not the number of the growth that's really important. I see some people are, are saying we could get as much as one and a half or two or even three percent growth in 2017. For me, the number of where we go to is not really what is important, but rather what type of, of growth are we getting? Where does it come from? We need growth in good quality jobs, which will be mostly in our services and retail sectors, and I guess to some extent, <clears throat> sorry, a reindustrialization of the South African economy. And then uh, speaking of economic growth in arena, or possibly the lack thereof, uh, China uh, seems to be on target to become the largest economy in the world in less than 10 years, even if its growth continues to moderate. Um, You said that the outlook for global growth is improving. Does that include China? 
So, yes, it's certainly at an absolute level. China remains one of the highest growth areas in the world. And um, China works in five-year cycles. They've got um, an economic plan that is revised every five years, and the ruling Communist Party also shuffles its leadership twice a decade, and the next one is coming up in October this year. Now, now this year's leadership shake-up could determine whether China becomes a more market-friendly nation dedicated to reform or whether it's one where government continues to meddle and stifle economic growth. So the National People's Congress had their annual convention in Beijing this past weekend, and I I guess you could almost refer to it as a State of the Nation address. Um, Premier Li delivered a a speech in which there was a dramatic emphasis on the Communist Party, the centralist nature, the authoritarian nature, and in particular of of President Xi Jinping. Um, And I think in direct contrast to what we've seen and heard from Donald Trump, the Chinese leadership, and and Mr. Xi in particular, have been trying to portray China really as a, as a very strong supporter of instant, international institutions and multilateral trade, something which is quite different than America and with Trump and his America First program. So I definitely do think that we see China continuing on, on, on a growth path and growth that will be good for, for the rest of the world also. They've set their GDP target for 2017 to 6.5%. Um, actual growth is probably below 5%, but even that is still a very good growth number, and it can be seen as almost a controlled moderation of those double-digit growth levels that we've, that we've seen, and I think that will certainly be, be good for us. So I, I think certainly we need to be, to be focusing a lot more on what happens in China rather than in the U.S., um, and in particular way, I think that these two dominant global forces will deal with trade relations and, and with international trade. So, so yeah, I do think that China will, will play an increasing role in the economic success and and health of the South African economy.